Confidence isn't some elusive unicorn, it's a skill, a skill that you can sharpen. Now I'm talking about tapping into your secret strengths and mastering your mindset and the art of visualization and how to actually use things like mantras like championship athletes do. And we're gonna talk about how you can flip your failures on their head and turn them into your secret weapon for success. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure, the show for successful people and for those who want to become successful, the only show that reveals the true nature of success. This is your host, Jim Harshaw, and today we're talking about 12 surefire ways to boost your confidence in any situation. I'm going to be giving you 12 specific tactics, actually things that you can do starting today. You should not do all 12 today. Don't try to do all 12, right? If you spend your time listening to this episode, if you were to only get one thing out of it, just one, if you just took one thing out of it, it could absolutely change your life. I mean, in huge ways, and it's certain to change your life, certainly in, in absolutely in small ways, right? So Make sure you're listening for that one thing. Maybe there's two, maybe three takeaways. Now, here's the deal. I have to be honest. None of these actually work unless you do them. Like, I'm sorry, there's no secret pills. I'm not going to tell you like some supplement you go buy and you just, you know, you take two of those in the morning and like, you're good. Like your confidence source. There's, there's none of that. No pills, no potions. There's nothing you can do like once for an hour. Okay, I'm going to just buckle down. I'm going to do this one thing for an hour and it's going to last forever. No, it, this isn't how it works. You actually have to do these tactics as routines. Listening to this episode, it's a start, but stopping here doesn't cut it. At the end of the episode, if you don't do anything with it, none of this actually works. So your best bet is to take some action on this. And you can grab the action plan from this episode. You can go to jimharsherjr.com slash action to get your action plan. If you've already done that, make sure you grab the first email that I send you and bookmark that link. That link that I send you is the link that has all of the action plans from every freaking episode, over 400 episodes. How crazy is that? Plus a bunch of other resources, goal setting tools and, and documents and things like that. So uh, really, really good stuff in there. The, there's a mastermind ebook in there on how to start your own mastermind. There's a lot of amazing resources there. So jimharshawjr.com slash action. So if you're, you're tired of being held back by your self-doubt and you're looking for an edge that you can get to for yourself in any situation, whether it's at work or in your relationships or otherwise, this episode is an absolute must for you. So why is confidence actually important before we get into those 12 things? Confidence is what stands between you and what you actually want in your life. Like you have this idea of what success might look like in your life. Confidence is what's between you and that. Listen, doubt creeps into every single thought and action that we have unless we actually do something about it. It will creep into conversations with your kids. It will creep into job interviews, or it will creep into the process that you take to look for your next job or the process that you don't take, right? Well, I'm not qualified, so I'm just going to hang here. I don't want to, you know, this, this unconscious, like, ah, I don't want to feel the sting of failure because what if I apply and I don't get it? All of those things, it creeps into all of that, your actions, your lack of action, uh, your workouts, you know, how you face challenges, all of that. Confidence plays a role in every single one of those situations. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. That's jimharshawjr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. Let's get into it. Here are the 12 ways, surefire ways to boost your confidence in any situation. Number one, reiterate your strengths. 
reiterate your strengths. We already have a negativity bias. I have something called the success log. It's one of the discovery exercises that we provide to our clients. And Dr. Zinzer, Nate Zinzer, who was the performance uh, director of performance at West Point for three decades, wrote an amazing book called The Confident Mind. By the way, Dr. Zinzer, come to think of it, uh, he was at our retreat. He spoke at our retreat last year for my clients, our inner circle clients. And he's also a special guest. He was just recently a special guest in our inner circle mastermind call. Actually, my clients actually got direct access to him. So pretty amazing person to get access to. And this is what my clients get. So if you if you do want to inquire about how to get access to people like that and, and how to join our inner circle and, and get some coaching that will move you ahead or help you implement these confidence tactics, just go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply. But Dr. Zinzer talks about this, this concept of it's similar to this success log, but it's, it's reiterating your strengths. It's actually writing them down, memorizing them, Personally, years ago, I, I actually created an audio script from all of the reasons that I have to believe in myself, that I could quit my job, go full time, live my dream, do the thing that I am so passionate about, which is this right here, recording podcasts and speaking and coaching full time. I had to really work on my mindset to believe that I could actually pull this off, that I could actually do this. And every Monday morning at 7 a.m., an alarm would go off on my phone. Actually, it was at 7.40 a.m. because that was my commute to work. And I would hit play. I would hit play on that voice memo and I would reiterate. I would listen to my voice reiterating my successes to me. Listen, I, I told you before, this actually won't work unless you do it. Just like Dr. Zinzer, all the specific things that he shares in his book, like none of them work unless you actually do them. He's done them with Eli Manning. He was a two-time Super Bowl MVP. He's done them with... You know, he's taught at the FBI Academy and on and on. I mean, I could tell you, you know, a list of accolades, but none of this actually works unless you do it. And he does it with people and, and I coach people and we coach people to, to do these kinds of things and they work if you do them. All right. That's number one, reiterate your strengths. Number two, set achievable goals. Now I hesitated to include this because this is subjective, right? Elon Musk sets goals. You're like, ah, that's not really achievable. Colonizing Mars, that's not really achievable. So listen, I'm going to be honest. This one is very subjective. You have to use your logical brain, not your emotional brain when you're talking about what are goals that are attainable because our emotional brain is going to say, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe I can't do that. But logically, you're like, you know what? We can freaking, I can freaking colonize Mars. But I included this because there was, there was a friend of mine, Jake Herbert. I interviewed him on the podcast before. He's an Olympian. And one time he was actually a special guest with my, uh, on one of my mastermind calls once. And one of my clients said, you know, I'm struggling to, I think he was trying to read like 30 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day. And Jake said, lower your goals. I'm like, wait a second, this is an Olympian. He just, he just told one of my clients to lower his goals. He said, yes, lower your goals, make it five minutes a day. Because when you set an achievable goal, this one being sort of a habit or routine, you create momentum, you create wins, all right? So you have to set achievable goals, create momentum. Uh, I was talking with a client recently where you know, we have this tracking system where he, we've been setting small goals and it's kind of color-coded and scored and we have this really cool sort of gamified tracking system to help our clients track their progress on their goals. And after like six months that they see, look at it, he goes, man, you know, if it wasn't for this, I'd have thought I'd just been failing all along. But I look at this and I'm seeing success. I'm seeing growth. I'm seeing progress. And that begets more progress. That begets confidence. Set achievable goals. All right. That's number two. Number three, visualization. Visualization. 
I did this so much when I was wrestling in college. I used to lay in my bed, especially my senior season. I lived by myself, had a roommate, and he ended up leaving school kind of early on in that senior season. And, and so it was just me. And I would just have this whole space to myself. And I would, I would lay in bed at night. It would be quiet. And I knew I had the whole place to myself. And I could just focus and visualize on three different scenarios. I would visualize, number one, me dominating the match. I would step onto the mat. I would go out. I would score. I would dominate. I would crush the opponent. That would be the first scenario. Scenario number two, I would visualize myself struggling through the match. It was just back and forth, the whole match, back and forth. It would go into overtime. I would be really tired. I would visualize myself standing up, walking confidently to the center of the mat. If we go out of bounds and get back to the center before the other guy, all of these things, I would, I would visualize that and then I would get my, I would win. I would get my hand raised. In the third scenario, I would visualize myself getting thrown to my back immediately at the beginning of the match. I'd be down by four or five points instantly. And then I would have to battle my way back throughout the whole match. And eventually at the very end, I would get that last takedown, I would score and I would win. These are the three scenarios I would play over and over in my head. So when those scenarios actually came and happened in a match, I had something to reference. I had done that. I'd been there before. I'd felt the fatigue. I'd felt the struggle. I'd felt the doubt and pushed it away before. And I was able to do it in those situations and get my hand raised and, and be an All-American, get onto the podium at the national championships and win three ACC championships. Now think about this. Imagine two track athletes. They're absolutely identical in terms of their prior times and, and their experience and their coaching and all of that conditioning, absolutely identical. You put both of them on the line, 100 meters. One of them has been visualizing winning daily for a month, every single day, winning that battle in their mind. And one hasn't. Who are you going to put your money on? Who are you going to put your money on? It's obvious. I know who you're going to put your money on. So why wouldn't you give yourself that edge in life? Because that's how life works too. Okay. Number three is visualization. Number four, positive affirmations. Now, for any of you who are around my vintage, I'm 47 years old and grew up watching Saturday Night Live back in the day. And Stuart Smalley, do you remember Stuart Smalley? He was the guy he would say, he was like this kind of motivational speaker kind of guy. And he would say, you know, he would have this affirmation. He would look, he was all his like full of self-doubt though, this guy, right? And he would look in the mirror and he would say, you're good enough. You're smart enough. And doggone it, people like you. <laughs> and this was an affirmation. It was funny and silly and embarrassing to actually think that you, someone might actually do that. But here's the deal. Here's the truth. Here's what Muhammad Ali said about affirmations. He said, it's the repetition of affirmations that leads to belief. And when that belief becomes conviction, things begin to happen. Muhammad Ali. I mean, Stuart Smalley, right? We like to make fun. Of, it's like silly and think about that guy. Like, ah, I'm not going to do affirmations. Wait a second. You're telling me Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest, arguably the greatest of all time, championship athletes do this. This works in sports. This is about performance, life, is performance. Every day is a performance. And yeah, you have the bigger performances where you have the sales presentation or the job interview or the, the tough conversation that you have to have. You have to say the affirmations. You have to create the words that will make mindset shifts in your mind so you can walk into those scenarios with confidence. You have to feel this though. That's the key here. Just like visualization, you have to feel the affirmation. All right, that's number four. Number five, Practice self-compassion. 
A few days ago, I came across a video. It was Tom Brady's first college play ever. Tom Brady, first college play ever. It's a kind of a grainy footage, and, and you see him run out onto the field, and he steps into the huddle. He calls the play. He walks up to the line of scrimmage, takes the snap, steps back, throws his first pass. You're like, my goodness, this is awesome. This is Tom Brady's first college pass ever. Intercepted. And that interception is run back for a touchdown. He throws a pick six on his first, in his first college game ever, his first appearance in a college game ever. Tom Brady, the GOAT, throws a pick six. What would you have done if you threw a pick six in that scenario or whatever the scenario is in your life, right? You tried to start a business, but you failed. You wanted to lose the 20 pounds, but you couldn't do it. You wanted to heal your marriage, but you got shut down. Tom Brady threw a pick six. Do you think he had self-compassion? Yeah, no, listen, I'm not saying he went, oh, oh, shucks, you know, no big deal. I'm okay. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough and dug on it. People like me. No, he probably, probably was pissed off at himself and frustrated and kicking himself, but he had to let it go. He had to evaluate unemotionally his performance and say, nope, I can do better. I can do this. I'm okay. Don't beat yourself up. You're not a terrible quarterback. Practice self-compassion. Can you truly evaluate unemotionally your performance? Like not critically, but with an eye for an opportunity to improve. Can you practice being compassionate to yourself? That will help build confidence. That was number five. Number six, body language, body language. Pay attention to your body language. I'm very much aware of my body language because I've, I've studied this. I've researched it over the years. I notice sometimes if I, I cross my legs and I fold my arms, I'm like, why am, I do, why am I doing that? Well, I guess I'm a little uncomfortable here. I'm a little hesitant. Maybe I notice when I lean back in my chair, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm actually, why am I leaning back? Oh, I feel, I feel more confident and comfortable in this situation. Pay attention. All of those cues are cues not only to others, but they're cues to yourself. So if you're in that hunched over, not confident position and you go, wait a second, I'm obviously not feeling confident and that's why my body language is like this. Let me stand tall. Let me stand up tall, improve my posture, and that is going to affect your confidence. Firm handshakes, that kind of like, you can create confidence with your body language. Research shows it. You know it. I know it. But again, this doesn't work unless you do it. You have to be aware. That's number six. Number seven, step outside of your comfort zone. Get outside of your comfort zone. Do hard things. I remember one time in high school, I was just texting with my, my good friend Teague Moore, who's an NCAA champion wrestler at Oklahoma State University. And I was texting him with him. I'm like, hey, man, did we actually do this? Because I had this foggy memory that we did something really stupid once. Well, many times, but this is one of them. And I said, we went to wrestling practice and uh, this was like in the off season in the summer, just it went and trained. And then we were cutting weight because we had a big competition coming up. And by the way, I don't advocate cutting weight, but we cut a lot of stupid weight back then. And I said, we had plastics on and we started running home from the high school. It's like 10 miles from the high school to my house after practice. Like, whoa what in the hell, what were we thinking? Like, what, did we actually do that? He's like, yeah. He's like, we made it like four miles and we stopped at your buddy's house and we were so dead tired. We, we got a ride home. And so we stepped out of my comfort zone and we did something really ridiculous, really hard. And to be honest, we failed. And for a long time, I really thought because of that experience and a lot of others that I just wasn't good at running. And I struggled for a long time at running and it was just a mindset thing really. 
And eventually I committed to doing a half marathon. Then eventually I ran a marathon. I did another half marathon. And now I have confidence in my endurance ability, my capabilities. Like I've put myself in these uncomfortable situations. I've stepped outside of my comfort zone. Even though I failed before, I stepped outside my comfort zone again and I've become confident. Now I run pretty regularly and, and you know, distance running is, is not, a, not a challenge. I mean, it's a challenge for me, of course, like anybody, but it's not something I'm afraid of. I've stepped out of my comfort zone. I've become confident there. You know, wrestling, I'm more confident than I can handle pain and suffering because of wrestling. I've done a lot of things that were involved a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. I can handle myself in hand-to-hand combat if I needed to, right? Like, I put myself in those situations so many times that I've become confident. I put myself in uncomfortable situations. Uh, I've spoken in front of audiences. And so I'm now more confident at speaking. I've asked people for a million dollars. I've stared them right dead in the eye and asked them to give me a million dollars when I was raising money. And that was hard. That was hard the first time. I remember, you know, sitting in front of a couple, this power couple, attorneys and one was a former student athlete, and, and I said, hey, will you guys consider giving a million dollars to this project? And they said, yes. But I had failed before that. I'd, I'd struggled. I had failed. I had gotten to the point where I could do it more confidently. And eventually, I, you know, I raised gifts of two, three, four, five million dollars. I failed in every single attempt at these different things first. I failed at wrestling. I failed at running. I failed at speaking. failed at raising money. Put yourself in those uncomfortable situations. Step outside of your comfort zone. That will build confidence. All right, that was number seven. Number eight, surround yourself with positive influences. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that you can download the free guide to creating your own mastermind group. And that's in with the action plan and all the other great downloads there at jimharshawjr.com slash action. But you've heard this from your teachers, from your coaches growing up. It's as important or I would argue more important now as an adult, because there's a lot more at stake right now. When you were a kid, it was the friends you were hanging out with, and maybe can you win more competitions in whatever sport you're in, or whatever the reasons were then. Like now, it's about your life and your livelihood and your kids and your family. It's so much more important. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are they raising your standards or are they lowering your standards? Are they keeping you at status quo? Our group, our clients, they raise the bar for everybody. I'm hanging around a bunch of guys right now in my, my workout group who, gosh, this last spring, they, they started talking about this crazy idea of doing the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim. So that's in one day you go from the South Rim down, hike down to the bottom, up to the North Rim, back down to the bottom, back up to the South Rim all in a day. It's an enormous undertaking. And these guys trained for it for months and they went out and did it. <laughs> you know, when you hang around guys like that, you feel like you can do a a 13 mile half marathon. You know, I mean, it's like they just raised the bar for me in such a huge way that I can't help but raise my own level. So it's surrounding myself with these positive influences. I'm also in a mastermind group where there's a bunch of amazing entrepreneurs. One guy has a website that generates like 50K a month and just advertising revenue. Another guy, he started a, a business this year and it makes something similar to that monthly. I mean, these are just really you know, high-level entrepreneurs with you know, $10 million businesses, $50 million businesses. And when I'm around them, it makes me realize, oh yeah, I can grow my business to $10 million a year. I'm more confident because I'm around these people, because I see people doing it. I'm around them. I hear what they're doing, how they talk, how they run their businesses. 
Surround yourself with positive influences. That's number eight. Number nine, I kind of hesitated on including this one too because I'm not very good at this. And it's this, celebrate your achievements. This is hard for me. My coach forced me, forced me to celebrate my 400th podcast episode. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm busy. I got, I got stuff to do. Record 400 and keep on rolling. She goes, no, Jim, this is a milestone. Celebrate your 400th episode. So I did. It wasn't a huge celebration, but I did treat myself to a, a walk in the woods in the middle of the day, which I just love. I love going out for a walk in the woods in the middle of the day. And I treated myself. It was a celebration. I intentionally did something to mark it. This is hard for me, but you've got to do it. But here's the catch to this. You have to plan your celebration because here's what can happen. I have had a conversation with a client recently who he had completed a, a big sort of physical milestone for himself and he didn't plan his celebration. So on the other side of it, he went into this long, slow decline of like, man, I did something hard, just sort of unconsciously thinking I've done something hard and I deserve to take a break, to relax, to not have to wake up so early and train. And, and this turned into a long, slow decline over the next couple of months, to the point where he's like, man, I got to shake myself out of this and, and get back to my workouts. Plan plan your celebrations, have a plan in place so you can, you know, accomplish the thing, whatever that thing is, you get the new job or you close the contract or you run the marathon, whatever it is, plan your celebration, whatever that might be date night with your spouse or, you know, eating some junk food or whatever that celebrate, however you want to do it, plan it. So there's a beginning and an end. And once it's over back to it get back to it. That's number nine. Celebrate your achievements. 10, practice gratitude. Practice gratitude. Listen, I know you've heard this before, but do you actually have a practice, like an actual practice? Now, right now I'm recording this in October of 2023, and we are in the middle of our October challenge with my clients. We do this challenge. It's something we started doing last year. Every October, we're doing this. We call it On the Path October because Reveal Your Path is the name of the coaching program. And everybody designs their own unique challenge. And for me, one of them is, is to write three things that I'm grateful for every day. Write them down. Now, when I was commuting to work, back when I had a job, it was something I would do every day. I would speak them out loud. I would just say out loud as I was driving. It was just one of my routines on my commute. And for me now, it's I'm actually writing these down. Every single day, I'm writing down three things that I'm grateful for. And listen, sometimes it's uh, I'm grateful for clean water, literally clean water, because there's what, billions of people probably around the world, it's not assumed that every day they're just going to have clean water. It's an act that puts me in the right mindset. It reduces stress, reduces anxiety, and allows me to actually perform even better. Uh, I was talking with Logan Davis, one of my clients and, and coaches yesterday. And for his challenge, he's uh, part of his gratitude practice right now is writing a letter every day, a letter of gratitude and mailing it to somebody. Pretty cool. He's actually spreading that gratitude, spreading the, the love to other people. This is an actual practice that you have to do. If you do that, it builds confidence. It builds confidence that you've already won. You've got these great things in your life. So why am I so stressed about this sales presentation or this job application or whatever it might be? Like, I've already won. Like, I've always, I've always things I'm grateful for. It allows you to perform at your best, allows you to have confidence. That's number 10. Number 11, avoid comparison. Ah, uh, this one's so hard. 
social media, unless you're totally not on social media at all, this one's really hard. And even if you're not on social media, man, you look what's parked in your neighbor's driveway or you drive down the road, you're like, man, look at that house. Or It's hard. It's hard to avoid comparison. So the only way that I know to do this is to, well, I guess two ways here. Number one, limit your social media use. Number two, this is the real key. This is the, the one key thing for avoiding comparison, awareness. Just simply being aware as you're flipping through Instagram or driving down the road, looking at somebody's vehicle or uh, house or whatever it might be, and you have that unconscious mind, your part of your unconscious mind is saying, oh man, I wish I had that. Why can't I do that? What's wrong with me that I can't make that kind of money or I can't get that job or my kids aren't that well-behaved or whatever it might be. My kids can't get into that kind of school. Be aware. When you're aware, you can go, oh yeah, I'm doing that thing again. Let it go. I've got amazing things that I'm already grateful for, like we covered in number 10, right? Avoid comparison. Be aware of it. Be mindful of it. Meditation helps with this. Journaling helps with this. Working with a coach helps with this. These are all mindfulness activities. All right, that's number 11, avoid comparison. Last but not least, number 12. And I'm going to review all these very brief, very, very quickly. We're going to go through all 12 here again before we wrap up. Number 12, you know you weren't going to get out of here without me saying this. Embrace failure and learn from your mistakes. Listen to this podcast. Listen to the interviews I've conducted over the last eight and a half years of amazing world-class performers. Here's a good one for you. Michael Chandler, episode 99, and then also again in episode 323, Michael talks about pursuing goals with, quote, total disregard for past failures. Total disregard for past failures. He doesn't let those failures hold him back. Now, he learns from them. He studies film. He learns what he did wrong. And he improves from those. But approach your goals without letting your past failures hold yourself back, okay? Learn from those, embrace those failures, learn from those mistakes, but move forward. And also just three episodes before that last one, I uh, interviewed Olympic gold medalist, Lindsey Shoup. By the way, Michael Chandler is one of the top fighters in the uh, UFC right now. But Lindsey Shoup, she was an Olympic gold medalist rower. Absolutely incredible story. Got started way late, way past when you're supposed to start any sport and become even relatively you know, competent. She won a freaking Olympic gold medal. Amazing, amazing story. She talks about failures and setbacks and struggle. That's episode 320 with Olympic gold medalist Lindsay Shoup. Okay, real quickly, pick your one or two, maybe three. I'm going to roll right through these again. Number one, reiterate your strengths. Number two, set achievable goals. Number three, visualization. Number four, positive affirmations. Number five, practice self-compassion. Number six, improve your body language. Number seven, step outside of your comfort zone. Number eight, surround yourself with positive influences. Number nine, celebrate your achievements. 10, practice gratitude. 11, avoid comparison. Last but not least, number 12, embrace failure and learn from your mistakes. Listen, you've got to take action. Pick one thing. Okay, Jim, I'm going to go and listen to episode 320 next. I'm going to set a reminder on my phone that's going to have me uh, improve my posture at, you know, three times a day, 9, noon, and 3 p.m., for example, to create a habit to become mindful of, of your body language. You can you know, stand up straight and improve that, that confidence through improving your posture. I'm going to 
draft a positive affirmation. I'm going to look at my goals and set an achievable goal and get very clear on what that achievable goal is. Whatever it is for you, take action. Let me know how it goes for you. Interact with me on social media. Find me, track me down. Just look for me at Jim Harshaw on any platform and you'll find me. I look forward to engaging with you over there. Good luck. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.